How do you find and keep hope alive? I want to live long enough to preach the gospel in another 20 countries. The only way I can do that is if I get into some habits now that will help me get there. It means I got to say no to Krispy Kreme. I've just got to retrain my brain and my body to crave better things. And I do it all for the sake of the gospel. This is what hope sounds like. We are thrilled today to have in the studio with us Mr. Clayton King, evangelist, author, pastor. What else? I mean, you do so many things. Truck driver, <laughs> Ford truck driver, F-250 driver, uh, married to my lovely wife, Shari. I think I'm a halfway decent husband on you know three days a week. How long y'all been married? We are going on 24 years. Wow. May 1st will be 24 years. Congratulations. It just gets better. It's yeah. hard work, but it is so worth it. And it she, really is. She is a gifted lady as well. Oh, I mean, man. Just, yeah, she's so. a great teacher great speaker mm-hmm. has a women's bible study she leads at our house on sunday nights and she's getting her master's in divinity wow yeah she's getting her master's degree right now at anderson university so fantastic yeah, she's a smart girl and you do um crossroads summer camp mm-hmm. summer camp is coming up we the god the lord has been so good to us we are as of today about 94 percent full for Whoa. for next summer for this coming summer so we'll have six thousand students maybe more yeah. But tr- we're trending toward uh, to be above 6,000 this summer for the first time in our history. This will be our 28th summer. Whoa. And all of our six weeks of camp are at Anderson University. Yeah. And, uh, man, God has just blessed us. There's a real hunger right now, mm. uh, especially post-COVID. Yeah. People want to get back into a rhythm. But I think youth pastors and leaders and pastors, they want their students to be exposed to the gospel, to have a good time. So we're really thankful for all of the hard work that uh, our team has put into making camp happen. It's coming up. Yeah. And if I remember this correctly from a past conversation we had, God kind of birthed that dream in your college dorm room. Is he that did. right? Yeah. Okay, Garden yeah. Web University, Lutes 111. That was where um, I uh, started the nonprofit, mm. Crossroads Summer Camps and Clayton King Ministries. And I was a senior in college and had no idea what I was doing, <laughs> but I had been to some camps yeah. as a young, a, a young Christian and as a young man in ministry. And I thought, this is the greatest thing I have ever experienced in my life. Right. I want to do this forever. <laughs> and I'm an entrepreneur. My dad was a hard worker. He was a farmer and a small businessman. So we kind of got that genetically. And here we are now, almost three decades later, and we've seen thousands and thousands of kids get saved. And mm. we've raised about $1.4 million for missions. Wow. This past summer, we had over 200 children sponsored through uh, for Compassion International. Awesome. So it's just a really great ministry opportunity. I've got a great team that puts on the camp, too. Yeah, yeah, you do. And we are so grateful for you and for your ministry and what a great friend you've been to the radio station for years now. Yeah. And But I wanted to talk about something today that I, I bet most people don't know about you. Um, over the last year, 16 months, I guess you mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. Um, something happened to you, and it was a scary time for you. So kind of rewind the clock and take us back and tell us exactly what happened. Yeah, you know, as a pastor uh, and being in ministry, the odds are kind of stacked against us. Mm. Uh, we typically tend to be uh, physically unhealthy. Mm. We also tend to have higher rates of depression and anxiety and sadness and even loneliness. Mm. Being in ministry, being a pastor, and I'm both, I'm an evangelist uh, and a pastor, but all of my friends in ministry, we, we talk about this. We talk about our physical health. And so what happened to me about 15 or 16 months ago, uh, my appendix burst. Mm. And at that point in my life, I had been so healthy 
and I'd only had one major surgery in my life, and it was my gallbladder. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm adopted. Yeah. So up until 2019, I did not know anything about my biological family. And I've always been very healthy, always been in shape. I played sports. And I've always been kind of tough because I grew up on a farm. Mm. And that can also be an Achilles heel because guys like to pretend like we're tougher than we really are. So in, um, yeah, 18, 16 months ago, my appendix burst. And through a, it, was, it burst during a COVID spike, mm-hmm. which meant there were some complications at the hospital. Yeah. So I ended up being in the hospital, in the room for about eight hours before they could remove my appendix. Oh, wow. uh, it did burst. There were some complications post-surgery. I ended up having to go back in the hospital. And uh, uh, praise God, sepsis didn't kill me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as a result of that, Post hospitalization, I had about 10 weeks of recovery where I really couldn't do much of anything except walk a few steps in the yard. And um, and I really started to take note, okay, I lost my gallbladder in 2019. Um, my adopted parents both died young. Mm. They adopted me, so I didn't have their genetic code. Right. But my dad died of diabetes and my mom had a heart attack. Mm. And they just didn't take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. They, they worked hard. They never exercised. They didn't eat right. Mm-hmm. And I watched them suffer yeah. for years. My dad really suffered before he passed away. And then I'm, I'm kind of connecting all the dots. And then when my appendix uh, died on me, I had plenty of time at my house to reflect. Because mm. I'm sitting in a recliner for 10 weeks. And I'm thinking, okay, Lord, I know you're trying to get my attention. Also had plenty of time to just study up and read about men's health. Mm-hmm. So at the time I was 48, 49, I turned 49 right after this happened. So I know I'm approaching 50 years old. I know that I probably don't have the best habits mm-hmm. in my life. And I just began to listen to the Holy Spirit and I began to read and I began to really study what do I need to do to ensure that I don't die at 68 years old like my dad. Mm. Then I found out that my biological parents also both died very young when I located them through Ancestry.com. Mm. Never met either one of them. Mm-hmm. They both died several years before I found them. So I just decided I get now God's sovereign. I, God yeah. is ultimately in control of all things. But we have to make decisions of our own free will with wisdom and the help of the Holy Spirit. So I made a decision. I'm going to get healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward, I've lost 30 pounds. I was mm-hmm. about 265 at that time. I'm six foot three. So, you know, that was probably something that was against me. Big frame, tall guy, football player. I always like to clean my plate because yeah. I grew up on the farm. But I had habits mm-hmm. that I didn't really even realize I had. My wife used to always tell me, honey, you don't have to clean your plate. You also don't have to clean my plate. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I do. I paid for that meal. I want to eat that half a cheeseburger that you left there. Uh-huh. And so um, I lost about 15 pounds as a result of the sickness. And then I've lost another 15 as a result of just lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. And I've done it slowly. Yeah. Statistically, fad diets work in the short term Mm -hmm. and they fail in the long term so a lot of people ask me there did you do keto are you doing carnivore back in the day it was adkins did you do weight watchers no i didn't do any of that because statistically fad diets and i'm not calling those fads those are just used as examples but fad diets will help you lose weight but my goal wasn't just to lose weight Mm -hmm. my goal was to have healthy holy habits 
that will follow me through my 50s into my 60s and my 70s. When I think about Billy Graham's life, the man lived to his 100th year. He died mm-hmm. at age 99. My hero. He did, he had some habits in his life. I read about those in his book and um, heard some of those from people that knew him well. And so I just decided I'm going to get my sleep corrected. I don't sleep well. Mm-hmm. I have a sleeping disorder, actually. Mm-hmm. And so I began to study up on what are some things I could do to get my sleep corrected. Now I go to bed between 930 and 10 because that's when I get tired. Yeah. And in order for me to sleep well at night, I try to. I don't do this religiously, but I try to do it. I follow the 3-2-1 rule. Okay. Three hours before bed, no food. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to go to bed at 10, I eat my last bite of food at 7. Mm Mm-hmm. Two hours before bed, no liquids. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to go to bed at 10, I don't drink anything after 8 o'clock unless it's just a drink of water to take magnesium. Magnesium is a, is a nutrient that you can buy at CVS, and it helps you sleep. Mm-hmm. It helps with soft tissue repair. So I, I'll take a magnesium before I go to bed, drink a little bit of water, and then I have no screens for one hour before bed. So that's the 3 two, one rule. No food three hours before bed, no liquid two hours before bed, no screens one hour before bed. And I was, I had a bad habit of getting in bed, plugging in my phone and then scrolling Instagram. Yep. And there's, is it, is that a sin? Of course not. Right. But for me, I had to figure out how to get better sleep. Also exercise was the second thing uh, I began to do regularly. Uh, I'm 50 and for years I'd done cardio, Mm -hmm. exercise, bike, running on a treadmill. And up until a few years ago, I was still running. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it was beginning to affect my lower back and my joints. Cardio is less important for a man my age. Lifting weights is more important. So I lift weights now four or five days a week, minimum four, mm-hmm. and I try to do five. I try to do at least 35 to 40 minutes of weights, and I push myself. Um, and then on the days that I don't lift, I try to do something. I try to do um, some stretching or I try to walk. Mm. I've also... Um, limited my my liquid intake to water, coffee, only black coffee, and mineral water. Mm. Mineral water is really good to get the nutrients that that I lose during exercise. And then one other little cheat code is the sauna. Mm. Um, If you look back over human history, every culture has had some version of sweating out the toxins. And so the YMCA, where I'm a member in Anderson, South Carolina, has a steam room and a dry sauna. And I sit in there with a bunch of guys. Gives me a chance to connect with some church members because some guys from my church go in there as well. It also gives me a chance to witness and share the gospel with guys that may not know the Lord. So those are some of the things that I've started to do. I also practice a, um, a form of intermittent fasting. I don't skip breakfast every day, but most days I try to keep my, my calorie consumption to an eight-hour window. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to eat my first meal at 11 a.m. and eat my last meal at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. If you can get everything within those eight hours, it's better for calorie restriction. And then ultimately, I want to eat more protein and higher quality food. Yeah. You know, I'm an evangelist and I'm also a pastor. So there's food everywhere I go. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, if you're in ministry, everything at church is a meal. Everybody's giving you, you know, uh, a snack. Um, when I'm traveling, it's easy to pull into Chick-fil-A. No shade on Chick-fil-A. They're my favorite. But if I'm going to eat Chick-fil-A, I need to be smart about how often because for me on the road, um, it's just easier to eat fast food than it is to, to get a piece of salmon or eat a salad right. or a high-protein breakfast with eggs. Mm-hmm. or, or um, And even for our home, 
for the food that we eat in our home to be food that we prepare. Mm-hmm. We cook the food ourselves. So I eat more fish. I eat more beef. I eat more chicken. I eat less out of a bag or a box. Mm-hmm. Most Americans would do so well if we just cut out food that comes from bags and boxes yep. because it's processed. So here I am now. I'm 50 years old. I'm not where I want to be, but I've definitely made some progress. Um, I w- one more thing. I-, I failed to mention this, but I don't want to forget now. This is the hardest part. It was for me. Mm-hmm. My wife has a set of scales in her bathroom. Mm. And I don't know that I had stepped on those scales in six years. Mm-hmm. And part of me was just afraid for that scale to judge me. Yeah. Because there's so much shame in our culture around body image. Because we're made in the image of God. And every one of us is fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. And we're beautiful just like we are. But for me, the issue was not looking in the mirror and telling me, you know, telling myself, Clayton, you're beautiful. First of all, I'd never say that about myself, <laughs> but it was more like, OK, I know I'm made in the image of God and, the, and my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. For me, I need to have some accountability and I need to see progress. So every single day mm-hmm. I step on that scale yeah, and I step on that scale in a pair of shorts and a T-shirt and that scale doesn't care if it hurts my feelings. Mm-hmm. I had to get to that place in my life. I came close to death twice, 2019 with my gallbladder, 2021 with my appendix, or 20, uh, yeah, 2020 with my appendix. I just decided I don't want to be sick again. Yeah. I've got to make progress, and that scale will tell me how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Now, there are other factors and there are other benchmarks, but that scale is the simplest way for me to know I am making progress or I'm regressing. And I don't beat myself up. Hey, I love ice cream. I had a I had an ice cream cone from Chick-fil-A this past week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to treat myself. I'm yeah. not going to starve myself of good things, and I'm not going to be legalistic about it. But when I do have that Chick-fil-A milkshake, <laughs> I'm going to earn it, and I'm going to feel guilt-free about it. Mm. So there it is. I've probably talked way too long. No, Learned no. A lot, I love it. I, I love that you use the word progress because I think one of the things that trips people up, especially when it comes to their health, is that they make – for lack of a better term, a New Year's resolution. I know that wasn't the case for you, but something happens in their life and they feel like they need to set a goal. And so they do. But once they set the goal and they fail, they just give up. They just quit Mm -hmm. and they don't ever go back to it. Oh, I didn't do it perfectly. And I think that we've got this mindset that we have to do everything perfectly. Mm -hmm. We can't treat ourselves or we can't. So I love that you use the word progress Mm -hmm. because it's more about the progress in the journey than it is about doing everything right exactly. in our culture. Exactly. So this has been an entire perspective shift for you. Mm-hmm. What would you say to the person who just received some type of bad health news? Mm. This is, I'll, I'll be as simple as I know how to be. This is how I preach. <laughs> this is how I teach. The simplest thing I could say to you is make a change now and start mm. small. Mm. If you got some bad health news, if you got a diagnosis, um, if you're even just beginning to notice that you don't feel the same way you used to, yeah. your energy levels have depleted, your sleep schedule is off, you notice that your joints hurt, you have a hard time focusing mentally, I would say take control of your health and do it with a small measurable step. We cannot depend, and this is no shade to our medical community, man, medical professionals saved my life, mm-hmm. thank God. God for them. But 
It's not my doctor's job to save my life or make me healthy. And I'm not going to get healthy by taking a pill. I, I believe in medicine. Medicine has saved my life. I got malaria in Africa. And if it hadn't been for medicine, I probably would have died in the jungles of Kenya 30 years ago. But it is up to you. If you got some bad news, if you've received a diagnosis, if you're worried, start small. And here's, I'll give you a practical tip. Start by walking. It's literally overall the healthiest thing that both men and women can do. Get outside, put on a comfortable pair of shoes, and you don't have to walk eight miles. This is not, this is not a marathon. Just get out and walk and, and begin to do it every day. Mm-hmm. Do it when the sun is shining and you get vitamin D on your skin. You get fresh air. Your mind will begin to clear up. And if you're walking and you're building progress, you'll sleep better at night. You'll also crave water. It's always good to crave water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say start walking. Do small, measurable things. Yeah. And if you can just start to walk a little bit, you can move up to going to the gym. Get a gym membership. And don't, this is how I used to trick myself. I used to think if I don't go to the gym for an hour and a half, I've wasted the trip. Mm-hmm. Now, if I can go and get 30 minutes, seriously, I'll go in. I try to go between one and four because that's the best time of day for me. And if I can get 30 minutes in, then I know I have accomplished something. And when yeah. I get in my car and drive home, I, I've checked that little dopamine box mm-hmm. because I've just done something good for my health. And then ultimately, from from a diet perspective and, and a, a calorie consumption perspective, if we can cut out and just begin small, cut out processed foods and sugar. Mm-hmm. Sugar is the worst thing for us. Yeah. Now, I do love a Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. And I do love that vanilla ice cream cone from Chick-fil-A. So I'm not going to steal away that little bit of joy for the rest of my life. Right. I know I can have one every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I'll have a Dr. Pepper probably Monday to celebrate what we see happen over the weekend, blah, blah, blah. But I'm only going to do it on special occasions. Processed foods and sugar, if you can eliminate those, just start there and just begin with small steps. And I think one of the things that is highlighted for me in the story of your life is that the reason behind all this is not just so you can look in the mirror and say, gosh, I look good, better than I did a year ago, Mm -hmm. or to impress anybody, but it's ultimately, you just said it a while ago, sitting in the sauna and sharing the gospel with people. Amen. Now, it's more important now than ever before. Than ever. And I know, too, that at 50 years old, I've got 35 years in ministry behind me. Mm -hmm. I've got at least 25 more ahead of me, Mm -hmm. maybe 30, 35 if the Lord tarries. I I want the only way I'm going to do ministry for the next 25 or 30 years is if I take care of my physical body. Mm -hmm. There have been too many great men and women of God, men I've known personally, that died too young because they did not take care of their bodies. Yeah. And, and uh, I want to have grandchildren and great-grandchildren that will hear stories, not just from me and Shari, but from Jacob and Joseph, our kids. I want to live long enough to enjoy my grandkids. You know, when my dad died at 68, he didn't mean to, and, I, and I'm not bitter or angry at my dad. He was my best friend. But my dad unknowingly robbed my children of their experience of having him as a grandfather mm-hmm. because he died too young. Yeah. I want to be around to see God move in that generation. I want, to, I want to live long enough to preach the gospel in another 20 countries. 
I want to do another 30 years of preaching the gospel to see people saved. The only way I can do that is if I get into some habits now that will help me get there. It means I got to say no to Krispy Kreme. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say no to that Dr. Pepper every time I want it. I've got to say no to that bag of potato chips, that crunchy, salty goodness. Oh, I've just got to retrain my brain and my body to crave better things. And I do it all for the sake of the gospel. Yeah. And it's a discipline. It really is. That was actually my word last year. Can you mm. believe that? Mm. I chose a word for last year and I was like, I don't want discipline. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I don't want that word because I think in in our world today, that's not celebrated like it once was, right. you know, but you developing those healthy rhythms in your life. And I think it's important that we mention that everybody's different. So what works for Clayton may not work for you. That's right. But you need to take the time to educate yourself and find out what is best for you. And whatever your medical history may be, mm-hmm. those are the things that you need to do. Those are the steps that you need to take. Where did you where did you start when you, when you decided, I'm going to make a change? Um, you also shared with us before we started that you took a, a day every day you tried to read something about your health right so where did you start with that the first thing I did and still do every day is I asked the Holy Spirit to help mm, me that yeah. really is I'm not trying to sound Sunday school here but every single day I asked the Holy Spirit help me today to be uh, open to your assignments that you have planned for me and help me to be uh, disciplined with holy, healthy habits. Mm. That's my first step. My second step is I try to do this every day. Still, I try to read something short or watch some short video on YouTube or on social media from someone who specializes in this area of healthy habits, of what you eat, exercise, a new exercise routine. Just this past week in the gym, I started doing a new exercise. It's really low impact for my core mm-hmm. um, because I have back trouble. And I found out from reading articles and watching some of these experts, one of the reasons why my back was always hurting is because I always worked on my legs and my upper body, but I never worked on my core. Mm. So I started a new exercise on Monday of this week. Sorry, I could already tell the difference in just three or four days or five days or whatever it is. So I go to, there are a couple of doctors I follow. I listen to podcasts about this. There is a doctor on Instagram. I don't know if this man's a Christian. Um, he's, I believe he's a chiropractor by trade, but he also has a PhD and he's a medical doctor. His, his name is Dr. James. Now here's his last name. It's really long and it's Italian. De Nicolantonio. James That's very Italian. De Nicolantonio. <laughs> and every single day he posts things in his Instagram feed and story about small little things that people can do to get healthy. Uh, consuming healthy salt. That was something I was completely deficient in because I always heard that salt causes high blood pressure. Well, I'm not a doctor. I will say that right now. But I began to follow a healthier regimen, and now I eat salt every day, and my blood pressure is perfect mm-hmm. because I've cut out sugars. Not 100%, but I've reduced the amount of sugar I eat. Right. And I'm also more active, mm-hmm. and I sit in a sauna, so mm-hmm. I'm requiring more sodium, but it's healthy sodium. I eat Himalayan pink salt and not just salt off the shelf of a grocery store. Right. So he's one of the people that I've leaned into, and there are some others. Um, it doesn't really take a lot. Honestly, almost everything I'm doing now and that I've done for the last 16 months are things I already knew I was supposed to do. Mm. I just wasn't doing them. Yeah. Better sleep, more exercise, move more, um, no sugar, <laughs> no processed foods, higher protein. Um, we try to eat organic as much as we can. 
um, th- these were things I knew I should be doing. I just wasn't doing them. And I had reasons. They yeah. weren't excuses. They were valid reasons. I'm busy. I've got two full-time jobs. I run a nonprofit as an evangelist. I'm a pastor at a local church. But I've got the same 24 hours in every day yeah. that we all do. Yeah. And it sounds like you became a student of your own health. Right. You know, and I think that you, you said it best. I think we d- rely on doctors to tell us when we need to take this medicine or that medicine. And you finally took charge and got in the driver's seat of your own health and said, I'm going to do the work mm-hmm. to find out what I need to be healthy. And yeah. boy, what a great challenge to us all. As always, Clayton King, when he comes to the radio station, we always know we're going to get good stuff. <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Now you have, did I see this or am I making this up? You have, One of your sons is also an evangelist? That's right. Jacob, he's 20 years old. And did I see y'all on a video somewhere preaching together? Who's yeah, we've done, over the last two or three years, we've done probably a dozen events together. And just this spring, I think we've got four events together that's awesome and he's 20 he's a sophomore at anderson university and um god called him to preach when he was 17 while he was in israel Mm. on a trip to the holy land he's a humble young man he's so anointed he has no idea how anointed he is Mm. um he loves people he's a shepherd he has a shepherd's heart he loves his mama he loves the lord he loves the word volunteers every sunday at our church doesn't care about the limelight, doesn't doesn't need to be seen, uh, just loves the work of the gospel. Mm. And um, only the Lord knows where he's going to take Jacob. And we're just praying for him and supporting him. And, of course, he's a part of our ministry at Crossroads. He speaks at our camps and conferences. And um, he's just a fine young man. We're very proud of him. And your other son, how old is he now? Jojo is 17. Okay. Six foot four. Whoa. Uh, straight A student, plays basketball awesome. and football at T.L. Hannah High School, the home of the Black Panther, mm-hmm. Chadwick Bozeman. That's where yep. he goes to high school. And he is a great young man of God. He volunteers on Sundays at our church. He helps lead YCI, which is a Christian organization at his high school, and has even been speaking a few times uh, there. Now, he, he doesn't feel called to ministry in the same way that Jacob does, so only the Lord knows where he'll end up, but he's a smart kid. Um, I don't think he's made a B since he's been in public school. Wow. My wife homeschooled both of our boys for seven years, mm-hmm. and then they came to us so four or five years ago and said, Mama, Daddy, we feel like God is calling us to go to public school to be witnesses. Wow. Will y'all let us go? How can you say no to that? <laughs> no, right? <laughs> you kind of got us in a corner there. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for your ministry. Thank you for the friend that you are to our ministry. I mean, we are so excited about what God's going to do in this next year. And we're grateful that you're happy and that you're healthy and that you're ready to go another 35 years for the Amen. cause of the gospel. Got a lot of work to do. Let's get at it. We'll stand <laughs> alongside you. So thanks for being with us today, Clayton. Thanks.